Welcome to episode 45 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Okay, it's been a, it's been a few weeks since yeah. we've uh, been on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. August uh, vacations and all. All that. Yeah. Uh, You're back in school. I am back in school, and that's interesting. Yeah. You're yeah. looking at colleges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if, nothing you, but, so if you move away, if you move away because of college... Oh yeah, that'll be. That might bring an end to. That, that might put a damper on things. I must admit. <laughs> yeah, you might have a social life. <laughs> well, I mean, the least. idea would be to get a life, life as yeah, they that, call it. That's true. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, but that's that's over a year away. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll cross that bridge. All right. So yeah, exactly. So we're when we'll, it comes. Yeah. We'll 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 just we'll just uh, record a whole bunch of episodes. Before we leave, like fifty of them. Well, let's just record 50, 50 episodes, 50 just them. back to back to back. Yeah, and I'll just, just spend make, like make up all the stuff that we, that GW was gonna <laughs> release during that time. An entire like alternate future, yeah, of GW releases. Sure, yeah, okay, I'm okay cool with that. All right, uh, as always, we starting off with hobby progress. Oh yeah. All right, this has been the uh, month of Iron Warriors. Mm-hmm, yeah, I really dedicated myself to uh, doing the Iron Warriors. Just. Uh, building them and painting them and just you know spending a lot of time on that army and the results have been pretty great no yeah it, it's it is one of your better painted armies it just looks mm, mm, mm. uh yeah so d- during the time off i uh basically let's see i built um five havocs yep and then i ordered i ordered these um forge world las cannon um, yeah, bits yeah. Yeah, they're they're like these underslung las cannons. Oh they're yeah, not, they, they don't look like the normal devastator las cannons. Yeah, with like the big like uh, sort yeah. of. I forget what they're called. I totally forget what they're called. But they're they're like these uh, underslung one armed las cannons that look awesome, and they pair perfectly with the Mark III armor that I'm using for the Iron Warriors army. Yeah, honestly, I prefer those las cannons to the regular ones. Me too. They just look super cool. Yeah, they do. The the under I guess it's, it's the underslung look that really does it. Yeah, because they don't care. <laughs> They're shooting from the hip. Yeah, I feel that the undersong. The I'm undersong, still getting my three. Up. The undersong. Uh, undersong anything feels a lot more casual and therefore cooler. Yeah, <laughs> therefore cool. exactly. whenever Whenever someone's casual about uh, combat. You know they're cool. Hey, it, it's like that scene in Black Hawk Down. There's a sergeant. Um, I think God, who Tom? Who's the, who's the who's the actor? He's like this kind of a bigger guy. Anyway, he's like this scene everything sergeant. Like everything's going to hell and they're getting shot at by all the locals and you know the rangers and the soldiers are just like taking cover but this one sergeant just like walking around as if he's invulnerable like totally like like you know it it won't make a difference whether i duck or not yeah if there's a bullet with my name on it's gonna hit me so So he's he's just walking around everyone's taking cover he's just like walking around giving orders and stuff yeah so that's that's that sort of uh cool cute cool cucumber under combat sort of uh, approach the 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 um the way to be cool during combat do everything you shouldn't every like, like, like every bad decision possible like like don't, like don't wear a helmet exactly if you're a sergeant. don't wear a helmet if you're the leader <laughs> yeah, don't, wear a helmet. don't wear a helmet uh if you're firing a gun shoot from the hip uh, <laughs> right. if there is cover don't take it right do right. not take a combat stance in close combat yeah, this Every, only works. This only works for fantasy miniature board games. It doesn't really work in real life. Um, I, I think that was a given. Yes. Yeah. Apart from uh, putting together the havocs, I did paint them, and then I put together another tactical squad mm-hmm. of Iron Warriors, and then I built a Predator, yeah. Iron Warriors Predator. I yeah. literally just finished today, and if you are on the Warhammer 40k subreddit, I just uh, put it up there today, and mm-hmm. it's doing quite well. It's getting a lot of a lot of a vote. So thank you. For that and then finally i had ordered some tartaros terminator tartaros tartaros tartar sauce tartar, tartar sauce? sauce terminator the tartars yeah the tartars <laughs> the scots <laughs> they're scottish <laughs> scottish fall into chaos yep um so the tartaros terminators they they just look so much better when you pair them with mark three space marines yeah they look more in line I I think I've said it before I don't like the Chaos Terminator models. No, yeah, you do. To me, a lot of Chaos looks gaudy and sure. you know trying too hard to be Edge Lords. Over, I I wouldn't say it's Edge Lords. I think is more Cipher's camp, <clears throat> uh, although he pulls it off well. Uh, yeah, I I I think they're I think they're going for the uh, we're crazy vibe. 
Yeah, um, honestly, from that's the the that's the aesthetic I usually get from Chaos with all the like warped armor and the spiky yeah. bits everywhere. Uh, I I like I like the new manifestation of that. I like, for example, the Death Card, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't like the '80s, you know, heavy, heavy metal. Oh, cover I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the '80s. I, a lot of people are. They like them. They like mm -hmm. they like you know chaos with a lot of spikes and skulls. Oh that's, yeah, that's just it not looks, my thing. It looks super goofy. Yeah, <laughs> super right. goofy. So so great. my Iron Warriors are like Her uh, Horus Heresy era type Iron Warriors. Yeah. Like they haven't fallen yet to chaos and 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 shown the manifestations of that I yet. Mean, I mean, it, they fall into chaos, but they haven't they haven't started mutating. So they're still wearing their Mark III armor. I mean, it, it fits. I mean, honestly, yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised. I, I don't know how they look, the Iron Warriors look in. I mean, they know they have some like weirder, some, some weirder cybernetic, cybernetic augmentation, mm -hmm. but I don't think they actually look that different. I don't think they changed terribly during the uh, 10,000 years. No, I, I think not. I think not. But uh, traditionally, Iron Warriors have looked like Chaos Space Marines, um, but with all but of the spikes and horns. and. Well, I mean, they, I don't know. I, I never. I never. At least I never saw them in in that light. I mean, they're they had they had like those same looking Terminators and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think the change there is impressive. And I honestly, I think the Mark III goes in, in more in line with their character. Yeah, as, as sort of stoic, stoic, practical. There's it's a right. no nonsense group. They don't it, even didn't bother it, to paint the stuff except yeah, for ex your except for the hazards. except for yeah the, the <laughs> ever important right. hazard tribes. They don't bother to paint the stuff. They just right. It, they they just go with they just go with uh whatever's needed right they're practical yeah pragmatic yeah. efficient indeed yeah okay so so uh yeah so <laughs> I, I based the um I base the the terminators on a four mil basis I use the uh, Martian uh sort of like crackly earth Martian yep um agrellant whatever it's, whatever it's called yeah um that turned out well because it it really the red of an orange of, of the base really contrast with the with the silver armor um and then i used i, I got the uh, gw skull box yeah it has like 340 skulls of various <laughs> different types of you know species yeah. humans mostly but also has like a lot sure. of you know skulls yeah, yeah, yeah. there it's awesome i love it that's great because all there's so many there's so much variety in the yeah. skulls there's so many so skulls. each each of the terminators gets their own little skull and what one guy is even holding? Oh yes, the Shakespeare-esque. <laughs> he's just like doing a to be or not to be session right yeah, there. Yeah, he's holding he's, it in his, in his power fist. He, you know, he's the guy with the chain fist and like yeah. the auto, like the, the Reaper uh, twin-linked Reaper auto cannon. Yeah, and he's doing like a like a Shakespeare bit in the middle of a firefight. <laughs> right. Again, see, do whatever, see, do whatever. It's cinematic. It's, it's do what do whatever is super not practical in the fight. You're have, instantly poor, even have. if it is Shakespeare. Yeah, my own warriors are cool. They're doing cool things. They're cultured, right? So, um, so here's here's the recipe for that I used in order to paint these guys, and it's pretty much all of the different types of units follow the same recipe. I I prime them uh, black. Mm -hmm. I used uh, lead belcher to basically give them a a once over, give them a base coat. Sure, and then I take uh, Vallejo's. Vehicle black wash. It's not the normal black wash from Vallejo. This is the vehicle black wash. It's mm. a lot thicker and it's a lot blacker. There's more pigment in the sink. Mm. So it, it leaves them very, very dark. So now that it's, it's super dark, almost black metallic. And then I take Necron compound, which mm -hmm. is a very a dry paint mm -hmm. from uh, GW. And then I, I sort of dry brush it so, and then highlight all the parts that are exposed to the light kind of a thing. And so now you've got this this total depth effect that's happening from all the different layers. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's really fast and it's really simple and it leads to great results. Now it's it's too much. It can be a little too bright. And if it, that happens, I use a little null oil to you know uh, sure. bring it down a couple of shades. And then I, I I need to provide a little contrast. So there's um the Mark III armor has got like they have like these little uh, like neck uh, what do you call it. Um, I want to say that they're like borders. Little, little yeah, what, do you, what do you call those? Necklines. Like necklines. I don't know. The, the, they're like studded, right? Yeah, they have these little studded studs along their necks and stuff. They have little lines that are like studded along their neck. So I paint those in a Balthazar gold, and I give them an Agrex Earthshade there so that it looks like weathered brass yeah. or weathered copper. Yeah. So that contrasts nicely with the silver of the, of the thing, and it provides a little you know different sort of look, so they don't look so uniform. And then finally, their uh, shoulder guards. Their pauldrons are, I paint them, uh, the one on their right is all black. Yeah. Right? Um, 
And then the one on the left is the hazard stripe one. Why do you go with all black? Uh, it just looks cooler. It literally, it just is looks it, cool. Is there like a story behind that? That sounds like there might be like a story behind that. Um, they painted it black to immediately signify that they were traitors. You know, because because the good, good the, improv that actually that, that works. Yeah, I that just works made out. it up. I made out. it up on it on the spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, there'd be like, <laughs> oh, there you well. go. It's now officially yeah. added to that. It's like, yeah, woo, off the grid. <laughs> We're off the grid. <laughs> I don't listen to no god emperor now. Cuts up their credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so, um, and so that's, that's the sort of general, uh, paint scheme for the entire army. Yeah. Ended up painting three tactical units, three tactical squads, one, uh, squad of Havocs, uh, one squad of uh, Terminators. I did a Terminator Lord, a Chaos Lord in Terminator armor. Yeah. And then we have the, um, the automaton with the hammer. Oh, what's, yeah. what's that guy called? He has like a long, he's, 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 long, he's, he's, a forge, he's like he's the a, bodyguard. Yeah. He's of, a horse uh, heresy. Forge World Automaton. He was the, the me- me- mechanical bodyguard uh, for Perturabo. Yeah, Perturabo. Yeah, um, and he's on Forge World. And but I only had one of those. I got those as a, that one as a Christmas gift. So he's become our our demon prince. Yeah, and I he I mean for yeah he looks really cool in the thematic of Iron Warriors. Right. And, and he's make... painted in the same scheme, so it it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I figure uh, they probably still have maybe like a few of those things lying in the back somewhere. So sure, why not bring them out? Why know? not Why not bring them out? Yeah. Why not Why not bring them out? Bring them out and possess them. But yeah, per, I mean. Per, <laughs> Perturabo is a demon now, so it's sure. like he doesn't need a, he doesn't need a bodyguard. Who cares if he dies? Right. He'll just come back. Turn these guys into demon princes, and they're yeah. a lot more useful. Yeah. So I, I try to keep the the base all being sort of that Martian uh, Earth. Um, so what I did is I took secret weapon pigments. A great great place to get uh, pigments is secret weapon miniatures. Yeah. And I took like they have this, this rust pigment that's a bright orange reddish orange mm-hmm. and so what i've been taking what i've been doing is, is using a an old brush and just dusting the bottoms of these models and the the predator with this uh with this pigment and then they use a matte matte spray a matte finish spray sure. to lock in the, the pigment so it doesn't get rubbed off on your hands and it looks great because now it looks like these guys have been you know trekking over yeah, yeah. you know reddish earth all of them so that yeah. also unifies the entire army I like the way the armor's turning out. I, I, I want to continue adding to it as time goes on. Oh, no, yeah, it looks great. Then. Yeah, I may want to get like something like a Mauler Fiend or some... Gosh, I wish, I wish Chaos had better flyers. I, I, I do too, man. Now you know my pain. Now you know <laughs> maybe, my pain. Maybe we'll get a Forge World. <laughs> yeah, get, get... You know what? <laughs> Nothing wrong I, with that. You're I'm okay. perfectly You're fine with that. With that. If, if, we, get a, if yeah. we get a Chaos Flyer of some right. form, you know I have no complaints. Right. So that was uh, that, apart from uh, from plucking a lot of foam because um, I've been plucking foam just to make uh, uh, you know keep my keep these iron warriors safe. Um, that's that's it for hobby progress. One thing about plucked foam: if you guys uh, uh, pluck the foam, uh, you know, make custom trays um, by plucking foam, keep some of the foam that you pluck out because the way to create awesome weathering effects mm-hmm. on your vehicles and even on your on your space marine miniatures is to take those little pieces of foam and then dip them in the paint you want to uh, create chip chipping effect with and then like use some kind of like a dry brush take dip it a little bit in the paint and then uh, and then um, basically wipe off a lot of the excess on a paper towel so that only a little bit is left on the on the foam sponge and then just dab it in the places you want chipping effect and sure. it comes out awesome yeah it looks great you may have to you may have to uh, enhance it by adding a little, you know, rust or null null or something like that to make it a little more realistic. But if you do it very lightly at first around the edges, it looks like like natural chipping, and it's a really easy method to produce an amazing result. It's mm. I just discovered it because I had all this extra foam. Yeah, and some people have like painting sponges, and I used to use like brushes to do this effect. So much easier with this with this foam, and you guys probably have this foam lying around every time you pluck foam. Yeah, it's a great tool. Keep some of that foam and then use it as a as a weathering sponge, and it works fantastic. Yeah, they're very DIY. You know what? Yeah. You got to mix this stuff up along the way, and you oh, only, yeah. and you only find this stuff out by just doing it right, by just yeah, sort of discovering sure. it or talking to your friends and painters and stuff. But this is something that I thought, hey, you know, this this kind of, this could work. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, so it works. It works really, well, really well, and it's cheap and it's awesome. There you go. All right. Uh, so that's it for hobby progress. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, 
Let's talk about uh, some of the new stuff that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Death Guard. Death Guard getting their own codex. Uh, yeah, Death Guard. It's not out yet. Some people have gotten their hands on it. We've started, mm-hmm. started seeing reviews online. Yep. Um, but for us mere mortals, <laughs> for us sure. not yeah. in uh, not on GW's you know, advanced Friend, copy list. list. <laughs> hey, GW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send us some free stuff. Please. Yeah, um, I'm starting to hear some pretty interesting rules. Mm. Lots of mortal wounds. Yeah, I'm being dished that. out by by Death Guard units, it seems. Seeing that around a lot. Uh, uh, the I'm not thrilled. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, and I think there's potential for like adding to your chaos army. Uh, but it, it feels a lot like uh, Thousand Suns, where they can produce some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong; they have some cool stuff, but it's not going to be like a game changing great army. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been again. We don't have the codex in front of us, yeah. so we, we'll save that for a later show. But um, I've seen some reviews that talk about uh, unexpectedly, like this has a lot more new units and new things, really, than the Thousand Suns, and then uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that don't this, mind if I yeah. Don't but this, mind if I do. somebody, one of the reviews I saw said this. It feels like a whole new army, like you, it, like it doesn't seriously? feel like like just a like a flavor of chaos. Like this feels like a very unique form of chaos now i'm interested yeah I'm on, uh, that's interesting uh well, probably we haven't seen an, many announcements for uh, new units um there's been some i think just today there was some new terminator models that yeah were, uh, yeah yeah with Death the, Guard came the, out. those were seen yeah i think they were they were seen previously in a uh, picture yes but um alongside like uh alongside there's uh, some there's some mortarian and but, there's also a vehicle of some kind some sort of light spinning vehicle that i'm pretty sure that's getting i know there i know there was the, i know there was a white drone was there a bike no, vehicle? there's some, some sort of vehicle. vehicle i don't know it's kind of like I, yeah it's like this huh. bulbous fat tanky thing oh, that's cool yeah uh, I, it officially has not been come out yet but it's it's showing up in a lot of pictures so we're we're probably going to be seeing models roll out over the next few weeks that's in, that's interesting uh that's yeah. interesting uh i'm in, i'm interested well now i yeah, am now i'm more interested i'll be i'll be more interested to see if they include transports because boy oh boy this chaos needs some uh, chaos needs some better transports or at least some more at least a little bit more mobility for getting cool units just, yeah. just give me drop pods. Come on, man. Just give me drop pods. That's all I'm asking. Death card drop pods would be awesome. Any drop pods. Like, I, and just, big, big things that drop on oh, and then have you like make an aura like, of infection can, around you, them. Yeah, you can make them like, uh, you can, you can make them like, uh, what, what, what do you call them? Like spores? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Like fleshy drop pods. Or I, mean, I think that may be more Terran thing, but you can yeah. make it like a disease I know what excuse. You mean. Yeah. Uh, that would make sense. That would make sense. Um, I haven't seen any models that look like that, though. I haven't seen I don't any think there plans are. for that. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm I'll be interested to see what happens. Also, Mortarian looks cool, man. Um, I'm telling you, I'm sticking with my original. He looks oh, like he a mosquito. Cool. Yeah, I know that like makes him look cool. Mosquito, that, that, precisely. No, precisely. His, his rules apparently are, are beastly. Just awesome. Like he's got like an aura that just automatically causes like you know mortal wounds around him <laughs> with some sort of aura. Yeah, he's like really hard. Jeez. Like he's the kind of guy that you have to shoot from a distance cuz if he gets near you, you're just going to die quickly and he's super tough and you think he And the re- guy's got wings. He regains too. wounds. Yeah, so he's going to be in your face he's quickly. Gonna be, he's going to be fast. He's going to be a really tough a really tough hombre. Or <laughs> Yeah. What are we talking? We're talking like toughness 9, I'd imagine. I don't know. The rules are out um and we don't have them for us. So let's not speculate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I only. I only He's guess. 160 bucks by himself. And that sounds about. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. He's the cost of a bloodthirster, the cost of a knight. Yeah. Uh, but the model is. I mean, look, I can admire the artistry that goes into it and the uh, the difficulty in, in uh, you know the CAD work and the design work and creating a model no, yeah, like that. Sure. I totally admire that. I just, it's not the aesthetic that I like at all. Oh yeah. I think, I think he, I think he looks gross and that's perfect. He looks too gross. No, he He's doesn't. He, does, he doesn't look too insect. gross. He doesn't look too gross, man. They could have gone way grosser with him and they didn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they also could have gone way more edgeward with him, and they didn't. I think they got a right a balance. Lord. Well, yeah, because the guy's got like... He he's going to wear gauges got, on his ears. The dude's got pre-built-in <laughs> hood, and he literally uses a scythe. He <laughs> uses a scythe. That's true. He's got like this death yeah, trap Yeah, but he got thing. it at the mall. <laughs> 
got it a hot topic. Um, <laughs> you got it a hot topic. Yeah, you uh, got the site at the hot topic. For, so yeah, and the guy's yeah. got like this death shot thing. Yeah, no, they could have totally gone to more edge with him. I'm glad they made gave him a healthy dose of Nurgle because yeah. he needs to represent. I mean, he he can have his cool hood look, but he needs to also represent. You know, his god. Okay, his god's um, a gross dude. New new type is model. You like it? Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it, it's not spectacular, but it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's in line with the other. I like, look, I, I like the Death Guard uh, models. Um, we've yeah. got um, a bunch of them that we picked yeah. up from Dark Imperium. I haven't painted them yet, um, but they're, they're they're there, which means we'll probably pick up the Death Guard Codex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Because uh, I do want to, I would like to do a Chaos Army that has a sprinkling of Death Guard, a sprinkling of uh, Thousand Suns, and then like a core of maybe either you know regular Chaos Marines or something like Iron Warriors. Yeah. You know, so you get you get your you get your smitey Thousand Suns. Yeah, yeah. With their silly crazy bolt guns. Yeah, sure. AP three. Oh, well, not AP three. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. The special bolt. They guns. used to be. They uh, used to be AP three. Yeah, and then uh, and then you get the super resilient um, Death Guard. Yeah. And then you have your core of your army. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, well, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Okay. All right. So let's talk about our our next. We want to this this episode. We really want to talk about tactical flexibility. Yeah. Tactical uh, flexibility because we had something happen today. We'll get into that more specifically later on. When we get into our battle report. It's something happened today that I think sort of showcased um, the need for uh, approaching the game with more tactical flexibility. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're 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 looking at this topic kind of suspiciously. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. It was more, I, I think, I think tactical flexibility for it, de- it really does depend on what, I mean, if you're, if you're going, obviously if you're going into like a tournament setting or something like that, you need tactical flexibility. You could not do some sort of like, and I'm anti this one army thing. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a given. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's first set, set some uh, definitions. Let's talk, sure. When we talk about tax, tactical flexibility, what it means to me yeah. is having an army that is able to uh, basically deal with uh, different scenarios and different threats. Yeah. Take all comers okay. list. Okay. Not necessarily take all comers list. Okay. Cause that, that can be kind of watered down, but one that has the ability to deal with uh, changing uh, mission objectives and or changing threats on the battlefield. That does sound like take all comers. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, and that's what I mean by tactical flexibility. Um, as opposed to creating a list that is geared to do, you know, one or two things very well. Yeah. At, yeah. At, and, and then and leaving it vulnerable to other types of scenarios. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that in 8th edition, it makes sense to really build armies with a tactical with tactical flexibility in mind if 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 you're always playing you're the same friend who always brings the same list and you know what armies he has then you don't need to worry about this right yeah, yeah. you know what's going to work best or not work best against exactly. that particular army and you'll be the frustrator happy all the time and that's and that's sort of the situation that was that uh brought up this conversation or sort of in in that right. in that it was a false assumption Right, exactly. It, but but if you play with different people, or if the people you play with surprise you yeah. by bringing a, different things to the table, yeah, either because the mission is different or because their army list is very different, all of a sudden, yeah, then then you will have suffered if you didn't <laughs> create a list, yeah, yeah, that is you know a, allows some flexibility within it. Yeah, for sure. If you prepared for just one army and then all of a sudden another shows up, no, no, that's not good. So I think there's several elements involved in tactical flexibility. One is obviously list building. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. You've got you've got all of these different wonderful toys to pick from, right? Yeah, you want to get some anti-infantry stuff in there. You want to get some anti-heavy right. infantry, anti-armor. Right. Uh, you want to you be able to be mobile, but have some stuff that has some like good shooting in the back yep uh you yeah you want to bring you want to bring out all your toys to bear as opposed to just one aspect of your armor you concentrate super hard on so so the the threats are the threats are you know a shooting army right how do you deal with a shooting army Uh, how do you deal with an assault-based melee combat army right how do you deal with a psychic heavy army sure right so those are things that you you know have how do you deal with a very mobile army if you're not mobile so these are the things you have to think about when you're putting your list together Right, and you can't you can't necessarily be all things for everyone. Sure, you can't be prepared for every eventuality. But yeah. I think you need to be you need to at least very think, how am I going to deal with an army that sits in the back and shoots a lot of high strength stuff at me? 
right? Yeah. How, do, how do I nullify that threat? How do I basically deal with that, right? Um, what if I, what if somebody, you know, is running up a bunch of corn berserkers at me, you know, and they're going to be in my face in one or two turns, right? What yeah. if, what if I have a drop pod heavy army or an army that can deep strike in nine inches away and then suddenly I have a gun line in front of me or a bunch of assault based units in front of me? Yeah. How do I deal with that? Now, if you're in a, if you're in a competitive environment, you're going to probably face a combination of all of those. Oh yeah. Right. Or deal with things like, like what everyone's calling the smite bombs, you know, just putting <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch of uh, librarians in a drop pod and. You know, they're smiting sure, things sure. left and right, right? How do you deal with that? Um, so you really have to keep these things in mind when you're creating your lists. And I think to basically ignore some of them, like bury your head in the sand and saying, well, if I deal with that army, I'm, I'm just screwed, yeah. um, means you're just going to leave yourself open to, yeah, to be, being very vulnerable to a particular type of kinda uh, got attack. Kind of got an Occam's Razor situation going on. You, you do, you do. Uh, the... the the opposite side of that coin is that you can create an army that is just too generally, uh, you know, not that strong in, in any particular area. Yeah. Right. And so you, that just leads to mediocrity in that you've got like, Oh, okay. I've got some shooting. You've got, I've got, I've got some, decent stuff everywhere. Yeah. And right. in every area of my army. Yeah. You don't, you want, you, you might want to, so the idea would probably be press and advantage you have, I'd say. I, that, that's exactly right. I think you're a hundred percent right. Take, take, the chapter yeah. tactics or the, you know, um, whatever whatever gives your particular army an advantage, whether it's shooting, resilience, psychic abilities, yeah. you know, uh, speed, and then and then press that advantage, but also include units that deal with the other type of threats. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point, is that you can't be all things to, for everyone, but you can be better at certain things. So, you know, buff those things up, yeah. but have other units that can deal with other threats. So you're not totally exposed. So that basically there's no, no backdoor, nothing to, an off switch for your army. That yeah, that doesn't mean that you're, oh, no, I'm screwed now all right. of a sudden. Yeah. yeah and you never want to, you never want to think that. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like, like, um, without getting into today's battle report, like we played uh, a few episodes ago, we, we did our, uh, the Corn Berserkers versus Tau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That could have gone either way. <laughs> right, you had a very strong shooting army versus uh, a very fast uh, and then uh, uh, assault, assault army. No, I was honestly, I was playing the Tau, and I honestly thought that, you know, I'm putting all my eggs in the shooting basket. And once once the wave of corn berserkers breaches my lines, I'm done. Yeah, uh, they weren't fast enough. Though. <clears throat> they just could not. Yeah, as it turned out, they they were neither fast enough. They needed to be either faster or more resilient. They were neither. <laughs> right. But it, knowing that now, you probably could craft a better list. Not necessarily one that's going to beat the Tau, in, primarily out of corn, but one that would be a better list to deal with the threats that you now know the Tau can present in 8th edition, right? Do you think? Yeah, with corn, with a corn assault-based army, uh, probably. I'd probably have to deal with a few substitutes, but I could, I could reasonably pull out one. Yeah, exactly. So you would have learned your lesson in in that if you probably overly pressed your advantage of being a uh, assault based army, thinking that you could get up there or be resilient enough to get to the front lines. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no! I, I would still be assault based. Of course no, you would. No, no doubt about that's, it. That's your strength. No, no doubt about it. Of course. I'd probably just probably would use a lot more deep striking elements. Exactly. So that's another. That's a way of getting around it. Yeah, that would be that would be the thing. Although, although that's that presents an interesting thing because. I would still be for sure doing mo a mostly assault based army. Uh, I'm not saying it's uh, it, I mean in the in essentially it would be sort of. I I hate to call it one trick pony. Yeah. But that's that's like the thing that corn's good at. Uh, it, it just the difference the difference is a mean of means of transportation. As opposed to any like broader specializations, because I I I mean. I understand I cannot compete with a Tau gun line. Corn cannot, like, right. Chaos cannot compete with a Tau gun line, like, gun line per gun line. Right, right, right. Uh, so the natural response would just be, don't don't try to, like, when we, when we say, like, have answers, we don't mean, like, match them. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely not. But counter, but like, counter, counter them. Counter Bring them. out the counters. Right. We we know that the Tau, you know, um, in Assault are generally weak. Yeah. Right. Not in that game, <laughs> as it turned out, because of good dice rolls. Yeah, yeah. But generally, they're weak, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once, once, once they get into Assault, then it's a fish fry. Yeah. 
But so, so you have to try and uh, mitigate their shooting by basically getting in their face Precisely. as fast as possible. So in, in that case, if you'd brought more deep striking units, you, you would have probably gotten there faster and done more, yeah. created more havoc and confusion. Exactly. Right? So that's, exactly. that's a way of, of basically um, being tactically flexible. If you built your army and it doesn't have elements that allow you to shift on the fly or do things like, like you know, deal with a, with a threat you didn't expect, yeah. then, then you're just going to have to play the cards you're dealt that you dealt yourself. Yeah, and, you can, and, and you're, you're just going to watch, your, watch your guys die. Exactly. Yeah. You just slowly watch your, your army wither. It's never, it's never a good feeling to go into the game going, oh no, I'm going to lose this one. Right. Or, or going into the game thinking I need to play, I need to basically get first, first turn. Oh yeah. Or I'm going to lose. That's, that's not a good, that's not a good one either. <laughs> then yeah. then either. your army is that, if your army is that fragile, that unless you get the first turn that you're, you're going to die, you're, you're probably not going to do well overall in a competition or in a more competitive environment. Sure. I mean, you can bring like, you know six nights yeah and dante <laughs> you know and you're probably probably gonna do okay yeah yeah um but um but for the and you'll go first yeah but that that's a that's no fun for opponents and then b um you know it's you know yeah you want to be that you don't want to be that cheesy guy you don't want to be that right so that's an example of some tactical flexibility that you know i think we we, we learned from i you this i think in under the new metas that are starting to emerge like astromilitarum blobs are a thing now. Yeah, you know, that's... creating conscript blobs to protect your your tanks. Your, yeah, yeah. You know, long you know long long guns. So how do you can deal with blobs? You got you got to uh, you got to think you, you, how how do you deal with blobs and how do you deal with lots of bodies and things like commissars that are you know they're strengthening the conscripts. I mean, with commissars you can deal with uh, you can deal with vindicators and stuff like that. Yeah, snipers, snipers. are fantastic snipers. counter to any yeah. characters that are either creating auras or you know creating an effect like you know uh, reducing morale tests or and, something. And once you've gotten rid of that, once you've gotten rid of the commissar, as long as you have some like decent anti-infantry stuff. I think the blah. I mean, they're conscripts. They should start go. They should start failing morale tests and just going down real quick. They will go real. So, but so you'll need some things like heavy bolters. Yeah. Or you know, if you got like a Sakaran tank, that'll just wipe them out. But you can't. But you can't build the your army just to counter that. Is is the thing? You have to right. spread everything out. So. Exactly. So if you so, so if like you're, a like a Vindicare, a Sakaran. Uh, and then some anti-armor stuff for the tanks they're protecting. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And we find that when you're when you're fighting, you know, vehicles, that last cannons are the new hotness right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, last cannons are the way to deal with all these vehicles and these multi-wound, you know, yeah, yeah. things, whether they're knights or vehicles, whatever. Yeah, you got high wound values. You get the, right. you got the thing that does D six damage, man. Right. Or or psychic powers. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, uh, smite bombs. Yeah, smite bombs. Get 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 around that. Um, drop pot in a bunch of uh, librarians, and you're gonna wreck house on a knight. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so so again, it's it's about bringing the right counter. And having the ability to have some counters to different scenarios because you don't always know what, what list you're going to come up against. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, I think we, we've set our piece on tactical flexibility unless you've got anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have the battle report. We have the battle report. So I think in the course of talking about the battle report, um, uh, we will we will highlight this theme more throughout yeah. that, that battle report. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so why don't we take a little break? We'll take a little break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, today's battle report. It was the Iron Warriors <laughs> versus the Space Wolves. Indeed. When we return. I didn't play today. No, no, you did not. No, we okay. had a special guest, Arthur Shulsky, play uh, against you, Alec. Yes, yes, I, he I did. just sat back and laughed. You, you did do quite a <laughs> bit of laughing. I think we, we all did quite a bit of laughing. Arthur and I did quite a bit of yelling. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of yelling. In a this. lot, a lot of yelling. A lot of impassioned yelling in, yeah. this, in this particular. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even like mean yelling. Oh, it, no, was, no. it was just like it was like arguing, like weird or minor point yelling. You know what? There was a lot of lot of yelling having to do with quote unquote 
A gentleman's agreement. Gentleman's agreement. <laughs> gentleman's agreement. He violated the gentleman's agreement, my dude. See, I I firmly believe that when you play Warhammer, you should just just say, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to win, yeah. right? And if you want to strike some sort of deal with me, um, you should know that if it's in my it's a, if it's to my advantage to stab you in the back and violate that agreement, I will do so." And to that I respond. And to that I respond. <laughs> That's what I would say. To that I respond. We're not playing diplomacy here, man. <laughs> we're not doing like a World War like one realpolitik thing. This is like 40k. We want to have fun. It's super low stakes. Yeah. What's the harm in doing some gentlemen's agreements on like certain fun because things, like like a one-on-one honorable duel of two models? <laughs> that to me yeah. just represents the, the fun I, and the spirit of forty k. I hear what you're saying, but neither of you apparently platonic perfect world of you know perfect board gaming that that <laughs> would happen. But it, this is no. human, petty human emotions and the desire to My win God. at all costs. It, it is it raises is a, its ugly head. It is, a, it is a game intended to have fun. I merely wished to have fun. Yeah. I merely wished to have fun. Yeah. Some and people he denied win. me. That's how they have fun. They he, win. He denied me such simple <laughs> pleasures. It matters. Hey, it matters okay. not. It matters not who wins or loses. Right. Simply, who's had fun? Yeah. I had fun not, during that. Neither game. the emperor nor any of the chaos gods agree with that statement. Well, yeah, I'm not living in 40k, thankfully, so I don't have to really pay attention to <laughs> right. them. Okay, so let's 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 talk. Okay, so so let's do the setup. The setup was that Arthur, who's a good friend of the show, yeah. and he's been on the show several times. Yeah, um, he was going to come play. We haven't we haven't played with him in a long time. He was going to come yeah. over and bring an army, and he he set some ground rules. Yeah, right. His ground rules were 1,500 points and just one battalion detachment. Yep. Okay, that's it. That was it. One single battalion. No no mixing with other. Detachments, no bringing different factions, just one single yep. thing, right? So we we agreed to that. We agreed right? to that. So um, uh, given that it was just going to be Arthur, uh, Alec decided to, to to play, and you chose the Iron Warriors. Yeah, I chose the Iron Warriors. So because the, I thought, yes, and here's where this whole tactical oh, yeah, flexibility here, here, thing yeah, comes in. Right. I super thought he was bringing uh, his guard. I didn't. Me too. I, I've always seen his space wolves in a support role. Yep. So I figured he didn't. I didn't. They didn't even come to mind because I never thought of them that them as a primary army. I just never thought of them in that way. Uh, he his guard is his, seems to be his favorite army. Uh, I've most often seen him play with it. So I figure, okay, I'm going to bring an army to destroy that one. But I'm going to do the battalion. I, I agreed to all the battalion stuff. So I made just an Iron Warriors battalion. All right, uh, so let's, no tricks. Let, let's, let's hear your army. What was your army? Uh, Chaos Ward and Terminator armor uh, with a um, Kami Melta and Chain Fist alongside a bunch of other five other Terminators also with Kami Meltas and with Power Fists. Demon Prince with wings and the Flesh Metal Exoskeleton, which is a neat little two-up heals wounds. I forgot the heals wound thing. Oh, you did? I did forget the heals wound. I probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. Yeah. There was like multi-wound stuff going on. Yeah. Anyway, Warps. I also brought a Warp Smith, who was eh. Um, I brought they, the new Laz Predator that you painted just today. Yep. Uh, that looked cool. Um, the Havocs that you mentioned, uh, I brought I brought three... Uh, I brought, brought uh, three squads of just Chaos Space Marines uh, with one last cannon each. Oh, the Havocs also have last cannons. Um, and I brought another squad upon your recommendation of Havocs uh, with missile launchers in case of blobs. Uh, I did not encounter, I did not encounter, bl- am, I, is there, am I forgetting anything? Mm, no, I think that that it's a small elite. It's small elite chaos force. Yeah, force. Yeah, very, so very one, Okay, so two groups of havocs: one with missile launchers, yep, one with yep, las yep. cannons. Three tax squads, each with las cannons. Yep. You got the warpsmith. You got the predator yep. with las cannons. You got your demon prince, and you got your chaos lord. For sure, that was that was your army. Yep. Uh, so so very yeah, very so anti armor. Arthur surprised us. He shows up with one small, you know, yeah. army transport bag. And in it, he's got a, an elite Space Wolves army, right? Okay, Very... so right away we're surprised. Alec and I look at each other like, "What?" Yeah, I know. What? 
you know so we like well, we didn't expect this and uh, yeah I'm, I, I didn't I, expect and I, I, I kind of led you to believe it was going to be guard but then again you've played Arthur yeah yeah to know we, that we he, were both we were we both, both thinking it was going to be guard yeah he was going to be guard that's right. what he always brings so. so he brings space wolves so what he his list was uh, Ragnar Blackmane I think that's the name yeah Ragnar Blackmane he's a space wolves hero he's got some he's got some cool stats he hits he's on a two he's got he, five he's got, or six wounds he's got a reroll aura around oh, oh him. yeah he's yeah they reroll ones around them he's red yeah awesome awesome guy he's got he got three lone yeah, wolves he is an awesome guy. he's, he's a real a, nice guy yeah on top of it he, yeah he's <laughs> he, a real pleasant uh, person he's like Dwayne Johnson <laughs> he's what like a nice fellow yeah, he's a very nice fellow he's very nice fellow. all right um you uh, brought three lone wolf terminators yep they had one super crazy rule we'll get into it we'll get into it's later insane you brought uh three units of blood claws two seven man groups in drop pods Right, yeah. uh, Ragnar went in one of them, and then he put a rune priest in with another draw pod full of blood claws, and then he had an eleven man group of blood claws that were just footing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had uh, the these little puppy, yeah, the five, the, the, the five cyber dogs wolves. I don't know what squad. they're called. I don't know what they're called. There's some form of wolf. There's some, yeah, some wolf thing. Some wolf thing. Whatever. They're fast, but you they're know. kind of kind of weak. Yeah, they're, they're kind of you know. Right. Uh, so he had he had those guys, and then he had a unit of devastators with uh, missile launchers. Yep. And I think that was his whole army. Yeah, that was his whole army. Yeah, yeah. No tanks. No, no. no it was very assault. It was very much an assault-based army. Yeah, and I was not. But, I was but, but not so, again, so in the in the air attack, the flexibility, we were caught off guard. What you were expecting was an armor-heavy, um, you know, tank-filled uh, Astro Militarum army. Instead, what you got was a bunch of blood claws <laughs> yeah. screaming at yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. along with some psychic powers and some, you know, some auras and stuff. Yeah. And those three lone wolf terminators. Um, so it was, uh, you, you know, suddenly you had how many Laskins? You had, let's see, okay, four, four eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I had eleven Las cannons. Eleven Las cannons. Right. I would have had more if I if I had uh, <clears throat> if you'd gone, if with, I'd your, gone with the uh, with, with the original with the original idea, but I had uh, missile launchers in their stead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um, I this I as I was I, I mean I was like nervously looking back to my army to his and i was like oh okay okay what's going on here right how am i gonna how, how am i gonna, gonna, gonna deal with this now? yeah right. how do i deal with this how do i deal with this right so uh we play the first maelstrom mission we just we roll for the missions and it turned out it was maelstrom and then we rolled the first one cleanse and control i believe it was when you have yep. to have three tactical objectives at any given time yep there's six objectives on the field um you won the roll off to pick uh table sides i sure did and you did um and uh you ended up going first because you had slightly less less units not not as much of an advantage as you'd think mostly because he had a very alpha strike based army so yeah. i didn't have a lot to shoot that first no he, he deployed really well and Ar- the one thing yeah. about arthur is that he knows how to hide his oh. troops incredibly his well. placement is mm, uh, just mm. uh, yeah he's he's mm. he comes from having played a lot of com- competition you know tournaments and stuff yeah so he knows how to deploy and so yeah he's, there he's were very few that. units you could see you you ended up killing a few space puppies in that first round yeah i, I killed think. Some, i killed some space dogs yeah some space dogs and maybe one, one blood, claw? blood claw i think it might have been one blood claw one blood, blood claw but the majority of his of his the strength of his army was really coming in into deep strike you know and during his first turn yeah so that's what he did in his first turn he basically uh, dropped his drop pods nine inches away for sure yep. all of the yep. blood claws rolled out ragnar was right there among them and he has a an aura that basically allows anything within six any units within six inches of him to reroll ones on hits. Yep. Right. And then he had uh, a rune priest and then he dropped down three of these freaking uh, lone wolf terminators, including one in your back line. Yep. And that, that one was one heck of a, <laughs> yeah. Heck of a guy. Him. Yeah. Uh, okay. I had no idea that lone wolves were these powerful apparently. So they have the four wounds, which is crazy, but Two up, three up because of their uh, uh, storm shields. Storm shields? Um, that in by itself is pretty tough. A resilient unit right there. Four wounds and all that protection. I had no idea they could just rise, like lightning strikes them and they just rise Jason style from the dead. Yeah. I, I, I was shocked. They have this crazy rule that on their final wound, they basically have a chance to shrug it off. Yeah. They're on their, when they take their final wound, they have to roll a four the, up, in a four up. 50-50 chance, man. Yeah, that, that the wound, so guess what Arthur did 
the entire game. Four up. <laughs> you, I, you, you last cannon the heck out of that out of that uh, lone wolf. But what's what's Celestine's? Uh, tell me again. What's what's Celestine's <clears throat> role for this? I, I don't know. It's what's Yarick's role for this? I, I, I it's probably equivalent of maybe maybe not even as good but. because they both both Yarick and Celestine have like good plot reasons for having their ability. These guys are just are just elite. I mean, they're elite units, right. but these guys are just terminators. They're just they're just their anger fuels them. It's, their it's, anger makes them not get even back up. not even. It, it, Corn berserkers can't do this. I had <laughs> no true. idea this thing. Existed. I don't think there's a fluffy reason. I think it's just that's just a cool thing. It's that, just like, it's, it's, these guys can do. These guys. These oh, and guys, they're also characters. These guys. So as characters, you can't target just, them unless they're the closest, you know, unit. Yeah, they're one of the most resilient units I've seen in the game. Yeah, they had honestly. they had a very Necron like ability. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah. It, like they were wearing Necron armor. Exactly. It's just it's <laughs> right. better than Necron armor. No, they are Necrons. Two up, three up. They are Necrons two up, three under up that. They're Necrons who've hijacked Terminator armor. <laughs> they're inside. They're just a metallic skeleton dude. Exactly. That's why. That's why they're so tough. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So those guys were. I think all of them ended up surviving. All of them. Yeah. No, all three. Despite all three. the fact that they were, you were just last canning them left and right. I was last canning. And then that I final wound would time. not go. And nope, they would not make go. That he four. kept making that four up. He kept making that four up every yeah. time I got a wound off of him. So if you have space wolves, I think it's an investment. It's, a good, is, it's a good investment. Yeah, that is a great investment. <laughs> Lone wolf. You can drop these practically invincible guys. Right. To just run around the enemy's backfield. Yeah. No, that was a great unit. Um. Yeah. Oh, actually, he failed one of them, but then he used a command point to. Uh, re-roll. He re-roll. He did use <laughs> yeah. a command point to reroll, and yeah. that was and that was another interesting point of contention: the ever-changing code of ethics and honor. That okay, we're not place. okay. Yes, so um, well, we don't want to badmouth Arthur, but Arthur has a Arthur has a belief. I think it's fair to say it. Arthur has a belief that the whole command point reroll thing is like somehow bogus. Yeah, and it's somehow not officially part of the rules, even though it's clearly is part of the rules. So he at first tried to get Alec to agree that there would be no command point rerolls. Yeah, like I think you laughed in his face. Oh yeah, because I was like, <laughs> yeah, like no way, dude. No way, yeah. I, I honestly, I this it, army. It's, it's a part. It's a part of the rules. It so is part you, of the rules. Both, it's both black and white. Him and me should be able to use it. It's right. fine. And, he, and he's like, okay, then I won't use them. Yeah, that's what he said at first. <laughs> at first, at first, right. boy, did this policy change during the game. Some there was like when he t- found that he needed to. When he found he needed to, he was like, yeah. And then okay, sometimes I'll, I'll he just wrong. went no. He thought about it, then he went no on principle. But then he had it already, was shifting. It was a constant. It was shifting. just a constant shift of oh. honor code going on here. Yeah, I was, I, on principle I won't, but sometimes I will. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> very. That was pretty funny. Not sure what that was all about. Yeah, it was, it was amusing though. Um, yeah. There was there was obviously that uh, more pertinent, however, I mean, I'm, I think we've sort of lost a little bit lost a bit of the continuity here, but yeah, it's okay. whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll give this our impressionistic is, view of this battle report. Th- there was um, one thing, I, and I and I okay, I never got this with you, Dad. Okay, never got this with you. The uh, what the honorable one on one close combat, the let's make this matchup happen thing. Uh, let, me, you, let me let me describe the scenario. So yeah. so. Um, Arthur on his side has his hero, Ragnar Blackmane. Yep. Right. Who's kind of a badass, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And you have a demon prince. Yep. I have a demon prince. Right. Now, no, I think at one point in the game, um, Arthur had asked you, what's his toughness? And you had said, I think he's toughness five. I need to double check, but I think he's toughness five. Uh, yeah. Cause that was the old. Okay. Old so that, that's, that's where it would. So at, at a, I think by turn three, that as the, uh, both of the protagonists were nearing each other, yep. um, you offered to make a gentleman's agreement with Arthur, yeah, that the both of you would engage in single combat. Single that, combat. That, that you guys weren't going to shoot at each other or have other units shoot at those guys. That you guys were going to meet in a field of honor and just, and ha- just go and at it. it. Demon it Prince out. versus Space Wolf. The way to do it, right? And Arthur said, and, "Whatever and, you, and whatever is, you want, Alec." I I agreed. I remember those were his exact words. Everyone. He was like, I, "I totally want this to happen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so he agreed, and, and I was super excited. Cause you that you play for like I, to win. You you never you never no, go into. These I refuse to make your Faustian agreements. bargains <laughs> because no because <laughs> the way you make these bargains 
there's always some inherent trick or disadvantage that's going to come and bite me in the ass later on. That's so true. So oh I, I no, yeah, yeah. I, 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 because I, I will have like twenty dudes around this one dude, and you're like, oh, let's just have your champion go against mine. I'm like, no, why should I? I've got because, like, because I got you outgunned twenty to one. Because because that's the fun thing to do. Nope. You if he if the guy if the champ one champion wins, you can press your advantage of twenty dudes. No, there's no harm. I want to kill you, however I want to kill you. Dear, just, it, however. It, many I, Different I, ways. I, th- I think these sorts of so that's du- why, but that's why I believe that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that there's no room for these sort of like honor agreements. No, but I, I, th- I think these sort of honor gentleman agreements embody so much of what I love of the spirit <laughs> of the fluff in the game. The right. that there's tons of these epic duels in story, and I really love but the I, idea of these okay. mighty heroes clashing. I, I I also love those things, but I think they are organic and inherent, and they happen anyway. And there doesn't need no, to be no, the artifice not, of this but not as much agreement. Anymore. Not as much anymore. It's a lot harder to get these sorts of duels okay, now. Okay, because, because the whole challenging got, went away? Well, yeah, because challenging went away and independent yeah. characters can't really join up with units, so you have to do individual charges. And I what still think characters are, are no, going to charge other there's characters? Still, there's there's going to be very minimal. I mean, we got lucky in this one because there was like yeah. two, and that was really happy yeah. about that. But... Yeah, no, I I think I love I love these sorts of one on one engagements. Sure, and so sure. Sometimes I have an advantage. Sometimes you have an advantage. Yeah, I get it. I, I don't I don't care who has the advantage. It, I just it, care it, that it looks cool. It, okay, I agree. I, totally looks cool, and I agree. And I like those moments, and those are the things that we remember and talk about for like months after. Exactly. I, I get it, but exactly. I think but I think they happen anyway. Is what I'm saying. Not as much anymore. But when you present me an offer, often it is it comes with all, when <laughs> with obvious disadvantages, and I'm looking at the battlefield and I'm like, why would I ever agree to this? Because it's fun, why would I Dad? why would I tie because my hand behind my back and because fight the you point of the game is with to have a combat fun. blade when you have like a power fist because because it's fun, man. Oh my god, because it's so much fun. All right, so Arthur and you agree to do this. Oh yeah, we agreed you to agree. it. And I was so Ragnar happy. versus Demon. I was so happy and. And I warned Arthur that did. I told him, I'm like, I don't enter in, I don't enter in these agreements with Alec because they're usually, you know, there's some trick involved or trick something. Involved, there's some reason why he's trying to lure me into this contract of death. <laughs> so I, And he laughs and he's like, no, no, I believe in these moments too. I think exactly. the champions should face each other on the field. Of it. So he, such a pure so I just, I just went, okay, and just see what's going to happen here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to go sideways one way or another. So yeah, so we enter like, so we enter combat. Uh, I charge him, and I, I make a s- discovery. Uh, I was going off of the old rules for the inference. They were like toughness five in my mind. New one, apparently toughness six, and then he's like, oh, no, this <laughs> yeah. froze off, this froze <laughs> off, the math entirely. Yeah. I okay, in legal terms, yeah, I'm a lawyer here, so the, in legal terms, some, you can sometimes when you're defrauded into entering into a, a contract, <laughs> the contract is void ab initio. Which means void from its inception, because there was a totally like a, a there's a there's a fraud in the inducement of the contract, right? Fraud. So the way he looked at now, I knew that you had just made an honest mistake. Yeah. Right, because you don't know necessarily. We don't, we haven't yet memorized all the eighth edition stat lines. Yeah, I, I honestly right? had no idea. I, when I heard toughness five, I thought, oh, that seems light. I, I, probably toughness six. I, I just but uh, but it, but nobody yeah. asked. Nobody let it go. And Arthur didn't ask to see the stat lines. So so I believe that you made an honest mistake. Heck, I wouldn't. But, Arthur went ham. Yeah. He's like, toughness six? Why, well, I never would have agreed to this challenge if I'd known he was toughness six. I went into this fight knowing nothing about the opponent. True. I went into this fight knowing, I didn't care. Because I just wanted right. to see a cool fight. Right. So I, I believe in the purity of your motives. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, but Arthur uses it as a reason to basically kind of go like, oh, I got tricked into this. Yeah, and, this yeah, yeah. and you get to go, what? You get to go first immediate, and immediate, strike at me first. Immediate. And we end this first turn, we completely whiff. No damage is done yeah, to either side. Either side, which is crazy. Which because, is crazy. Yeah. yeah. You, I don't know what. It's just a lot of bad rolls for everybody. It was a lot of bad rolls. And then uh, immediately, turn right after he gets his he gets his freaking blood claws and a lone wolf to show up, and he's like, "Oh, well, I didn't know it was tough to six, so I got to." So they're in. joining they're joining the assault, and then he goes off on like well, he goes talks about like real politique, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> what? what? Suddenly, that knife is in your back." 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arthur starts marching all his dudes into exactly. the into the combat. Ex- I mean, now I know. Now I know. Never enter into and a I gentleman's agreement. And I pot by saying, "Hey, Alec, you misled him. You told him it was toughness five. Oh yeah, I was very <laughs> unhappy during the pot. I was, I was very unhappy. I was laughing, but then I I took it back. I yeah. said, "I, I, I yeah, yeah, believe yeah, yeah, yeah. you were just making a mistake." It, I mean, it was it was a fun it was a fun moment for sure. Yeah. In the but in the moment, I was but there like, was a what? lot of yelling. <laughs> this is. Dude, this is how the world works. You just took it. You just, I was so, you, you I just, was so let you down. You learned an important life lesson. My God, it's 40K. You know what? It, you know, uh, uh, significant others, work people, <laughs> business partners, in, good in, government. In the realm of, re- in the realm of <laughs> all, real life. All, there'll be moments like that with all of them. In the realm of real life, I entirely understand <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. Different stakes. Yeah. I, I I just thought we were gonna have a Such fun low duel. Stakes. This a is fun a duel. Fun, this is just a fun game. Fun a afternoon fun afternoon. Game. Yeah. A fun <laughs> afternoon game. I figure I'm. We're just gonna have a great time with this duel. It's gonna be real memorable moment. Mm-mm-mm. Treachery, <laughs> treachery and deceit. See, and we'll be talking about this treachery and deceit for months. Yes, we <laughs> so, will. So it was one of those moments. Positive. I did end up killing Ragnar Blackman. Yes, you did. He yes, died. He, did. A, a, he died a traitorous dog's <laughs> death. <laughs> yeah, he did, and that really that really hurt Arthur too. Yeah. Now, yeah. now the the code of that is that the uh, uh, the Lone Terminator, I think, and the uh, Blood Claws finished off the Demon Prince. Yeah. But then Arthur was very disappointed when he found out that he wasn't your warlord. Yeah. Yeah, because you okay. always make your chaos lord your. Warlord. I always make my chaos lord. Yeah, was warlord. why would you send the demon prince? I never yeah into battle as your warlord. Exactly when you you have when you, I have a guy who surrounded really has by an good bodyguard. Right, exactly. Of really, tough but Arthur units. did that. So then he calls you know like foul on that. He's like, what? I wouldn't have entered into this. Yeah, 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 I yeah. know. Mm. <laughs> sure, sure, man, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. So honestly, throughout the course of the game, though, yeah. I was surprised at how well Iron Warriors were able to compete in in much of these situations. Me, me too. That you guys, I mean, you had a ton of uh, basically assault specialists, you yeah. know, blood claws coming at you, and they've got chancers are pretty cool now with yeah. the two the additional attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Iron Warriors, even though they eventually mostly ended up dying, they they took a long time they to took- whittle them down, and they were always. I was killing, yeah. you know, blood claws on the other side. Yeah, right back. It was yeah. So, so they me. they lasted longer than, than uh, we expected. At at the end of the day, though, um, I think it was one. You did roll just terribly with your shooting. I think early on in the game, early on, I did roll you bad. just just terribly. The 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 last predator ended up not doing much of anything. No, uh, no, I did not. No, because it just it, it, you whiffed a ton of those. I did, yeah, a ton yeah, of yeah. those rolls. So then I'm not doing much of anything. That and that and the over specialization <clears throat> on my part. I, I really shouldn't have assumed uh, in the end that he was going to bring tactical uh, flexibility, tactical flexibility, and all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that and the over specialization of my army uh, hampered me uh, a bit. Yeah. I mean, I still, I was still really surprised to see, like, when I looked, when I looked over from the table at his, at all of the models he had removed, I was surprised at how many there were. Um, but at the end of the day, I still like lost what six to two because he had he had to go home. Yeah, no. So see, we had to call a little bit early, so we ended up basically at the end of uh, round four, um, calling in at the time. Four, I thought it was. Oh, it was the start of turn five. Yeah, start of turn five. The start of turn five. Start of turn five. Um, uh, he had he had, he had to take off. He was winning six to two. We we kind of played out what would have happened in the rest of the game. Yeah. You would have brought it up to five to six, but it was not it a was realistic not chance that was, you wouldn't have gotten more than that. Yeah, it was right. Not, if things went enough. your way, which is probably the case, it would have been a five six game at yeah. the end of round five. Yeah, that's what we that's what we uh, yeah so yeah. logicked out. Um, yeah, and I think that was a fair way to do it. So yeah. it was likely that Arthur was going to win, and, and mostly he won it because he. He was able to. He had enough uh, deep striking units to land on a lot of different objectives. Yeah, early on that so he could early on. And so he could, so basically he was winning a lot of objective points early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was in. I think it was in his best interest to play a Maelstrom more because he had drop pods and deep striking dudes that you know For sure. land anywhere. And you, you didn't really have that. No, I did not have. You had a shooty. I had like one deep strike unit, and that was it. The, just the Terminators and the Terminators. the Terminators and Demon Prince. Demon Prince. The, mm, oh no, the Demon Prince is he deep strike? No, I don't think they're deep strike. They, they just flies. fly. Yeah, they just fly. Like, right. yeah, demons don't do right. that. So, so we called it as a five to six, five to six game. Yeah. 
Um, I gotta say, I was the observer the whole time. Yeah. And the uh, the guy that was egging both of you guys on. <laughs> yeah. And basically reminding you guys both up. It was really a fun game to watch. It was a blast to play. It was a blast. To it was play. fun. It, it was, was a lot of yelling and screaming. Oh yeah, it was. It was, it was a real great. You know, Eighth Edition I think lends itself to more of these yeah, yelling these and screaming. <laughs> yeah, they, know, I think exciting it's like, moments. Yeah, these real just like sort of yeah. good time. Yeah, it, good time. It, it, yeah, it felt like it, a good time. It felt like a good time. It, it wasn't yeah. a. It wasn't a slog. Of, yeah, can, can we get through this? Come on, just just go, just go. Do your turn the, fast. Just do it. Yeah, just and do. a lot of rolling, and it's like, oh yeah, this is, and then yelling at the result of the dice. Yeah, and then having to look up the rule and like, oh god. We had one moment when we had to look up, like one or two moments when we had to look up rules. But, e- but with assault weapons, even then they were sort of felt minor compared to yeah, compared to edition. what ha- yeah, what happened yeah. Uh, before yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great time. I, I, I am excited. Yeah. I'm excited to play him again. Right, and, and uh, Arthur is going to be on an upcoming episode because he, he'll get to defend himself for everything we t- we said on this episode about him. <laughs> how he <laughs> slandered him, how he slandered him, calling you out, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's a cool dude. No, he, is. he really is yeah. a cool dude. So yeah, and he, he always comes here to play at our place. We never go to his place. <laughs> so he's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that so that's our battle report: Space Wolves versus Iron Warriors. This time, the Space Wolves won it. I think we did learn some lessons in tactical flexibility. Uh, yeah, for sure. We, we learned some lessons in uh, uh, gentlemen's agreements and realpolitik. <laughs> we did, we did. Yeah. So it was fun. Okay, I think I think we're going to call the episode. This has been episode forty-five. We encourage you guys to uh, send us any comments, any notes, any suggestions to our email. We we are the eye of terror podcast at gmail.com you can also come visit us on our facebook page Um, we will have a few photos of today's battle and uh, you please subscribe and comment uh, on itunes and also on soundcloud and everywhere you get your fine fine podcast with that we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks i'm george and i'm alec and we play 40k